Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another at-home episode of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and today we're talking about making big decisions, working backwards from success. Yeah, so the um, give this, us the this rundown. Is, yeah, this is a this is kind of a big deal because um, I was thinking about after making maybe not the best decision. Um, I was thinking about the idea of you know how we how we make the big decisions and what the right way is, and by by big decisions, it can mean a lot of different things, um, whether it's new equipment and, and we'll, or you know, new processes, we'll talk about those. But the idea is not to just uh, make a decision based on what you're excited about or you think is going to be entertaining, but to start, start with what does success look like in this endeavor or this change that you're making, and then figuring out what it looks like to get there, not just what's going to happen next, mm-hmm. which is the fun part. But to look down the road and see, okay, what has to happen if I think this is going to do X, Y, Z? What do I have to do to get to X? What do I have to do to get to Y? What do I have to do to get to Z? Um, and that if you, if you follow the, the kind of guidelines that Mark and I are going to talk about um, over the next little bit, then you'll have a much higher success rate in making big moves or big changes in your business than you would otherwise. Yes. Uh, the, the easy – so – the easy thing to do is um, is actually sometimes to um, get on board and excited with the decision and then make it. And the reason I say this is mostly true is why um, is why we feel pressure from the um, car salesperson or the timeshare timeshare salesperson, right? Right. You you're on vacation and they give you um, a, a breakfast and some tickets to a show and they steal you for three hours and they want you to make a 30 year, $30,000, whatever the number is decision immediately um, through making you feel good. Look, you're going to be on this vacation every year. And I I think that that's um, something that we a trap that we easily fall for just as people. Yeah. And um, that can happen when it's your decision, um, your decision, a decision making for your business. Like for example, um, you've, you've got, you talk to somebody, they have a successful online store and you've got a storefront that you are loved when you, when you were first doing it, but now you really want to be in the internet business or, or, or whatever it might be. You know, you heard, you hear a great story about it and now you're excited about it. So, um, you go ahead and you commit to a three-year contract on some sort of web service project. And now, um, you're just there. You know, and it's hard to undo the de- undo some decisions. Yeah. So, so let's take a look at what um, the steps that we kind of outlined here mm-hmm. and uh, figure out what, um, what the best ways are to separate your emotional response mm-hmm. or your excitement from good decision making. Okay. So on okay. uh, n- number one, um, yeah. this, I, this is the, this is my one of my uh, one of the more favorite things that you've written that I, I just like the way that you wrote this here, where you just said, look at the opportunity of objectively and from several perspectives. 
Yeah. I just, that just, when I read these notes and I saw that it just hit me really hard on that because um, that's one of the things that I personally try to do a lot with little decisions that I'm doing in my life is just okay. to say like, to, all right, well, what would my future self think about this? That's a great one. What would, what would my, what would my dad have said about this? You know, what's my best friend who owns a successful business? What would he think about it? Yeah. And, um, and if you slow things down and, and also, and you have to be humble to do that, which is hard too. And that's another reason why I really like it is because this is something that requires a degree of humility to say that my initial decision might not have been right or my initial reaction or feeling whatever right. might not have been the, right. The plan isn't working. You know, it, it's funny because I use, uh, um, I used to watch this show called Profit First or The Profit. Okay. The, mm, Profit. the Profit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Marcus Limonis, right? And he's this business fixer guy and he would always go to these different businesses and could immediately after conversations to figure, could figure out what they're doing wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and, and where improvements need to be made. So whenever I'm looking at a decision of whether to get into or buy into another business or launch a new product or something like that, I think about it the same way. Mm-hmm. Like if I yeah. was objectively, if I'm a business consultant, looking at this opportunity, like what would I examine? And the, the whole idea is so you're not doing something just because you're excited about it, right? Yeah. Because I, I'll say like, you know, um, Mark Vila does some fantastic demonstrations of digital heat FX equipment, right? I've and if you've ever seen the Spangle Elite demoed, it's very sexy. It looks like yeah, a lot of cool. fun. It's very it. profitable. It's very like, fun, yeah. Yeah, you're going to get excited, yeah. you know, but don't make a decision on it just because you're excited. You know, yeah. if um, you've got to look uh, and see objectively if it's a good opportunity or not. Yeah. And, and because I would say that um, we, as a company, Coldessi, we sell equipment, right? And that's part of why this podcast is alive, right? Yeah. It's from people purchasing equipment, investing in equipment. But we're, we are more successful as a company when it, People, when we, when we have companies come in and buy equipment for good reasons, under yeah. good decisions, and then they're successful and they come back and buy more equipment or more supplies or other services that we offer because Absolutely. they like the business. So that's better for us than, and, and which is why, um, you know, we're different than say that like car dealership where it's like, as long they just got to get that car out of the lot. Right and pass right. the three-day return policy. Um, but, but part of our business is long-term. And that's um, the folks listening out there, your business is like, is like that too. Yeah, you know, I think it's that, closer that, to that's ours. a good point. That's yeah. a good point. So, you know, um, when you look at this opportunity objectively, you know, you're looking for, I like what Mark said, you know, what would my dad say about it? What would my business friend say about it? What would this professional consultant say about it? If he was going to look at it, um, and those will help you um, kind of join the excitement with some practicality, but also you want to put yourself in your customer's shoes and look at what they would think about it. And yeah. I think that's something that we, we miss quite a bit. You know, if you're in a brick and mortar store and you're making the decision to close that up and go to online only because um, you see a big opportunity, you saw a sexy software demo, um, you really think there's, there's a good chance for you to grow, you know, but you want to take those existing customers with you. What do your customers think? Maybe they're mm-hmm. only your customers because they can go to the shop. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. so how are, or vice versa, you know, you're, you're online and you think you're going to generate more income going to, to a brick and mortar. These are just examples, you know, um, none of those online customers are going to come to your store. They're buying from you online because so, so what is that, what is that going to look like? Or do they think that you're moving away from what they love that you do? Mm-hmm. So if you're a, um, if you're an artist that produces something, um, but you want to add um, a new off the shelf product, you know, are your customers going to look at you like you're selling out? You're really not who I thought you mm-hmm. were. Yeah, and then and then what's great about this is it starts off as a as a mental exercise because what what you will find out is, um, and I thought about it when you mentioned the um, online and brick and mortar store combination, right? So um, you decide you're going to open up a brick and mortar store, but you have an online store, and you say, well, you know, how are my um, how are my online customers going to deal with the fact that my business is changing? You know, so you would just say, well, that's easy. I will make sure that I deliver my products from the online store exactly the same as I had before. So I'm right. not going to change my ship times and my production. I'm going to make sure I still ship the same day and all these things. So as I'm building out my brick and mortar store, I'm keeping, I'm keeping the legacy of my online store still going. Yeah. You know, and and that becomes part of the story. And that, and that go and that's good. Part of the story. It also goes down to when we talk about planning your implementation, but doing those things is almost secondary to communicating that idea to your customers, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. cause remember we're, we're looking at how are your customers going to view the situation? You know, how would, how would, if you have investors, how are your investors going to look at this decision that you're making, you know, to get a $60,000 UV printer, you know, how are they going to look at it? So, so the whole idea behind looking at it objectively and from several different perspectives is to pick the important people or sections of people um, that are related to your business and look at each one of them and say, okay, I think these people are going to react this way. I think these people will think it's going to be good for my business. Oh, these guys are going to think that I'm abandoning them and I might lose that business. Is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. um, And and, and this helps, I think this helps you to reset, um, uh, possibly reset your opinion completely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you decide you were going to do one, you decide you were going to open up an, uh, an online store and then you look at this and you say, no, a local community store is better for me. Right. Yeah. Um, so it could completely reset it. Um, or it could just help you um, realize your implementation needs to, needs to go a certain way. Um, so there's a few different things that this beginning exercise done is when you look at it objectively is, is you start getting a bunch of different, um, good idea, bad idea vibes, and, uh, right. and also realizing things that you need to be careful on. You know, what are some areas you might need to walk on eggshells on when you're dealing with it and how are you going to handle that? And, you know, we've dealt with that. Uh, Coleman and company has had um, acquisitions with like, uh, or, um, or mergers per se, like with um, EMB supply store, you know, some mm-hmm. years ago. Yep. And well, how are the how are we going to make sure the EMB supply customers are just as happy as they were before? Yeah, you know? that's good. so we start looking at things. Okay, well, um, and 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 for us, it was a thing over over time. You know, first thing that we did was we took that EMB supply store and we um, revamped it and remade it to be a lot like slowly like Coleman and Company over time. 
Yep. So over time, slowly we were introducing new things to their to the customers over there, and they were happy with it. And we surveyed them, and they were happy with the changes. And then when we switched over, it, it was a softer switch. So yeah. these are things that you can think about. Yeah, um, I like that. So so after you've you've done this kind of look at things objectively. Um, the next step is going to um, not just develop goals, but make sure that you have goals and that they are written goals. That they exist. Yeah, I yeah. know you've okay. probably heard this a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, the idea that, um, so right now yard signs are very hot. The like mm-hmm. chloroplast, plastic cardboard signs that you stick in the yard whether it's for graduations or for, for elections or whatever, very hot. And probably the best way to print those things is with a UV printer. So let's say that you just finished um, buying 15 of these signs yourself for graduates um, in your family for yard signs. You know, you're looking at these things and, yeah. oh, I, I paid this much for them. Um, I know at Cold Essie they've got an ROI that says it only costs this much to make. That's a killer opportunity. I can sell thousands of these things, no problem. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. You're probably right, but but what does that look like? Yeah, what do you no, mean by it, thousands? Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. And it's, um, you know, it, it, there's, I always try to think of goals as the goals seem to be, um, they're, uh, I'm trying to put it in the right frame of mind. They're hard. To, it's hard to put down a, an idea of what you want your goal to be because you don't know what's going to happen, especially when an idea is fresh. I think that's right. where I'm trying to come to it at. Okay. So you mentioned like the UV printer, and this is just something that was going through my head a bunch when when you're mentioning goals and such. But you talk about a UV printer, and um, that you realize the opportunity for the for the chloroplast signs and things of that nature. Right. And, you know, elections are coming up. So you say, okay, well, um, how many can I sell a lot, you know, like, right. You know, what is, how many, what does that mean? You know? And it's, uh, and it's challenging, you know, um, to, to figure out, like walk through that process, I think. So maybe that's a question that it was looming on my mind with this is when somebody does have an idea, uh, whatever it might be, let's just go ahead and say that the printing signs is one of their ideas. Yep. How, what What are some exercises that you might do? Yeah, to help, so to help build some a, a goal, because you, I I gather you would agree that the goal should be somewhat concrete. Not I want to yeah. sell a lot of signs. Well, and and like I have I have very modest goals, and okay. um, they're all I can put them all on a spreadsheet mm-hmm. because. So for like, let's take the Coroplast signs, for example, is um, we did an ROI. I think you can probably make um, 15 or $20, mm-hmm. something like that on, on one of these signs. Okay. So let's mm-hmm. say it's 20 bucks. Um, it's going to cost me 500 bucks to lease this printer mm-hmm. if I want to finance it. Okay. So maybe my first goal is I want to be at cash flow within 90 days after I get that printer, okay. which means, which means if overall my expenses are going to be 600 bucks a month, if I can make 20, that means I have to be selling 30 or more signs every month within 90 days. Okay. So that's a reasonable okay. financial goal. And then I'm going to look out so at the end of a year. I want to be able to, I want to be, you know, tripling that 
and I want to add two more um, products or market segments to it, which I'm just going to guess, you know, are going to add another 25% to the business. So, okay. so all right. So, so there's, I'm like not talking about like a crystal ball or anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for maybe uh, goals is too lofty a word, you know, okay. uh, it's reasonable concrete assumptions okay. based on fact. I, I like that too. And, and you also, you've created like a step, a step method. You know, yeah. Um, which, which I think is, is an important way to look at it too. Right. Because the first point of failure in, in making an investment would be you, you, um, it's costing you money, not earning you money. Right. right. So whether you, if you invest in a store an online store and in, or, or UV printer or whatever it is, the, the first point of, you could say failure or not doing well is that you're paying X amount of dollars per month for this and you're only earning you know, less, you're earning less money than you are your expenses. So your expenses are higher than the income you're bringing in. And therefore yeah. it's, it's a loss, um, which you could plan to say like in your goal, well, I would like this a piece of equipment to be paying for itself by six months or whatever your time frame is, three months, yeah. six months, nine months, uh, depending on the investment. And that's something that you'll, that you will, um, that you'll hear about in like business shows and, or business or um, uh, people when they talked about investing in their business and they made it big, you know, they said, well, we knew we weren't going to make any money the first year. Well, I mean, Amazon yeah. lost money every day for a decade. Yeah. You know, I mean, most of these, most tech startups are just losing boatloads of money every day. Yeah. You know, um, most of the people looking for, at listening to the podcast can't afford to do that. But, but you should understand and have a reasonable expectation that you're not going to get your digital heat effects printer and then sell $20,000 worth of t-shirts that month if you're just getting started. Yeah, yeah, right. You've got to be ready for that. Okay. So, so okay. That, that's a, the, the point about goals is to kind of work things out to take a look at financially or you know, business-wise uh, what, what it's going to look like if you do X, mm-hmm. right? What are... What, what are, what are if I do the online store, what's really my benchmark for success? Okay. You know, yeah. 500 bucks. Yeah, I like month, that. You know, whatever it is. And I, I think that that I like, I like that now, you know, I feel, I feel more, I personally, after just thinking about it and kind of where we got to our step two here of, of goals, I feel more comfortable about it now thinking about it that way. Um, it, and I find that that's um, less stressful. Yeah. And they would say like, um, like losing weight or um, like working that. out type of goals are similar too, right? You could, you do part of your goal might be, uh, you know, I want to fit in my old, you know, suit that I wore, you know, when I got married or something like that, that might be yeah. somebody's goal, but that might be really far away. So you need to, you need to have some other goals between that. Well, yeah. My first maybe, is, maybe you, you fit into your college sweatshirt that was two sizes. <laughs> yeah. Or he could just say like, my first goal is I'm not going to eat any more candy. <laughs> right. And I mean, that's a goal, right? I mean, that's funny because you could just not do that, but maybe if we get a, a little bit, you know, more realistic and say, well, my first goal is, is that I'm going to go ahead and get myself where um, I'm sleeping better at night. Right. Because right. that's part of my health. So what am I going to do to that? I'm going to make sure that I'm going to, cut out the caffeine, you know, after dinner type of stuff, you know, and I'm going to do this and that, and I'm going to work out a little bit and then I'll be more tired. I'll sleep well, 
and I'll wake up, you know, and then, so that's part of one of the goals towards getting towards that is building up, you're building up your um, foundation of things. Yep. Uh, and uh, so anyway, um, so now we've got some goals. We've got a yep. plan. We've, we've looked at an opportunity and a plan. Everything looks good. Now we've got goals. Um, what are, um, you put here kind of comparing alternatives. Comparing alternatives. This so, is interesting. So tell so us about I really, that. I really just want to make sure that everyone is doing number one and two first before they compare alternatives. Okay. Um, okay. Because you want to have something actually to compare. Okay. Uh, if you see a digital heat effect system on Facebook and you saw the ad and you love the you know, t-shirt printing idea, you know, the idea is not to go out right now and look at 15 other, you know, and look at DTG. Okay. At the mm -hmm. same time, mm -hmm. you know, the idea is to work out what that t-shirt business looks like for you. Mm -hmm. You know, is it a good idea? Um, what does everybody think? What would my customers think or potential customers think if I did this? What would the goals financial be? So, okay, now that I have all this information, you know, what else could I be doing with the same time or the same money that gets me closer to my goal? Yeah. And, and I, this is, so this is something that I like, and I think this is a really good um, exercise as you're building out this plan for the future of your business is um, comparing some alternatives. So one thing that we discussed before when we were talking about this concept was um, you've got on your lap, you've got an opportunity to create uniforms for like a, for a big organization. Yeah. And they say, oh, we want you to create X many uniforms a month. And you look at that and you're like, wow, you know, like this is, this is going to be a serious growth point for my business. Um, this could be an opportunity for me, or maybe you want to chase that up. I'm going to change it actually. Not that it's dropped on your lap that they asked you to do it, but you're going to, you decided that this is a good goal for you. So the big decision that you're making is that you want to go into the commercial uniform business. Yeah. You want to go yeah. into this because you see an opportunity potentially out there and you, yep. and you heard that there's money in it and you know, you can do it because you have embroidery machines. Okay. Um, well, so you have to also then compare what else could I do instead of that? What are the, is that the direction I actually want to go? How much time is that going to take? So you could say, yeah. okay, well, the investment of, um, of trying to sell and going out there and, and talking to these folks and, and going on to um, LinkedIn and searching for people and trying to reach these big companies. Like how much time is that going to cost me a week? All right, that's going to, I'm going to spend 10 hours a week prospecting and selling or 20 yeah. hours a week prospecting and selling, trying to get there. What else could I do with 10 or 20 hours a week for my business? That's an alternative that I also realize is a good thing to do. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's why it's, that's why it's important to, to work on those goals first is because what's the goal behind going after those commercial clients. Okay. Yeah. Because nobody like decides they really just want to do commercial uniform production. Yeah. Like they yeah. weren't, they weren't little <laughs> yeah. kids and they decided they wanted to do that. What they want to do is they think this is a big opportunity. Maybe it's that their business can make a lot more money, you know, and the goal is to increase the revenues of the business, you know, by X. And this is, these are all the, this is the time and the money it's going to take probably to do that. Mm -hmm. What else could meet that same goal of the more revenues for the business that I could do with that time and that money? Yeah. Or, or, or is there something that could be even better per se? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I, I, when we talk about something like that and we're comparing that alternative, you, like you, you mentioned, it wasn't your dream as a kid to make uniforms probably. 
Um, but you heard that there was money out there. So you, you start looking at it and then you, so then you, when you compare an alternative, an alternative I would think could be one um, that's realistic is you could say, I've also thought about expanding into a, a good online store and getting into, you know, marketing online and advertising on Facebook and Instagram and things like that and, te- and selling shirts that way. And that's another idea that I, that I've had. Um, what would that goal set be like? And yeah. how would it, does it compare to this? Okay, so I said that the prospecting one, I'm going to have this many clients by this time, this much income by here. I suspect I can do this. Um, the long term of it, and, and you also are looking at different perspectives of what that looks like for your business, right? How would other people see that? Um, and yeah. then, and what's the future of your business going to be? Uh, and then you can compare that to the online one and what it would be like that way. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Well, what do you know? What, how do you want your business to go? And, uh, cause can you make more money if money's the goal? Yeah. Cause it could, it could be that it, even if money is the goal, you decide that either hiring a salesperson or going out on the road and, and talking to bigger businesses in person, um, is not what you want to do in three to five years. Yeah. That you, you don't like it, you know, or mm-hmm. you have this other idea that, when your kid goes off to college in the Northeast, you're going to follow them and get a dorm room next door. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe, and yeah. you can't do that if you've got a local commercial uniform business yeah. that you're the prospector for. Yeah. That's, so, that's a, that's a good, that's a good um, way of comparing too. you know, is, is when you look at the future of your business and you compare these two things. Yeah. Um, I had done that. What you know, I'd done that in my life numerous times, you know, when I, when I was younger, I was studying um, uh, science, the sciences, you know, when I first got to going to university and I started studying sciences. And then um, that was probably the first time that I had that thought of, of what's my future going to look like and what are like, what are the alternatives? Right. Because I said, um, I don't want to be in a lab and doing math all day and just me by myself you know, I didn't, I don't want to do that, but I know that like I can make good money doing that. And I would like that. I would like to make money. So what else could I do? You know, alternatively that I would make money, but I would enjoy more, but it would also challenge the part of my brain that's analytical. And that's kind of where um, sales and marketing had, had come to the forefront. Interesting. Yeah. Because I said, all right, I still get to be analytical. I still get to dive into things and, and I get to use my strengths of of, you know, working with numbers and, and writing and things like that. Um, but now I'm doing it something that I would, that would be more fulfilling. I love that. And, and, and you notice that we're, um, we're not comparing two different ways to do embroidery or two different ways to print t-shirts or two different ways to make choroplast signs for the election season. Mm-hmm. We're talking about two different ways to reach the goals for your business and your mm-hmm. lifestyle, Yeah, you know, um, and what's going to make you happier. Mm-hmm. You know, so what are the other ways after you've gone through this? And if you do choose something else, if you find something good, like, like the um, commercial uniform production locally or creating an online store for a higher margin online sales, mm-hmm. um, then which are, are you going to enjoy either piece? Some people like would hate to get orders online. They'd hate to try to figure out Facebook ads. Yeah. You know, they, they, they'd hate, they wouldn't enjoy it, but it's worth looking at and going back through that. Look at what would your, 
what would your customers think? What would your, mm-hmm. what would Marcus Lemonis think? You yeah. know, I mean, what would, and then going and what do the goals match? You know, would the goals be the same for this kind of thing? Where am I, you know, in three years, if I make this move? Yeah. And um, the benefits and what, what are yeah. the other benefits now, besides what, that? What I will say is you have to be very careful because the thing that I'm most, most guilty of is stopping at this stage. Okay. Because once because you're in, you get, yeah, you get stuck. So, so, you get stuck at, at a at a crossroad path. I mean, honestly, like Mark 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 Veal and I, we can market any product, mm-hmm. right? We can do a podcast sure. on on almost any topic. Um, we could do websites for a living. We could mm-hmm. just do paid advertisement for a living. We yeah. could sell anything, you know. So there is a world of opportunities open. So by the time I get to the fifth or sixth or seventh one, I decide not to do anything. So yeah. I don't want, I don't want that for you guys. I want you to go, you know, maybe three. Yeah. And, you know? and you, and you're doing this as a, what I, I think of it as you're doing it as, as an official part of the decision-making process, not a roadblock. Right. So you just say part of my due diligence in making this decision is that I'm going to look to the left and look to the right and compare those two as objectively as I can mm-hmm. and to, and with an attempt to not have a bias because it will, because this was your first decision, right? So you want to attempt Happens to not have that bias and then go ahead and look to the left and look to the right as part of the decision saying, no, this, this path is good. Yeah. And then being humble enough to say, if path B looks a little better to maybe start the process over with path B, and go back yeah. to number one and look at it again. And then when you get to this decision, you know, that, that original idea is still there. And, and that's a fair part of the exercise, but the goal is to move past this. And yeah. And that, that's getting stuck here. Then, then you're not doing it right. You were just looking for an excuse to not do it. Maybe. That's what, um, that's why uh, number four is to make your decision, right? After okay. you've gone through these steps and you've compared the alternatives, you've looked at it reason reasonably and you've done some math then, um, then you've got to take another step or you'll be in this situation every time you see something shiny or hear another great idea. Yeah. You'll be one of those guys that like, or women that are always talking about what they want to do either in the future or for their business now and just never do it because they yeah. were just excited for a second. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, I like that. No, that's true. That's true. You, and and uh, that's why you do this stuff, I think is because um, you want to get good at the next step, which is step four you have in here of making the decision. Yeah. You know, so all part of all this stuff is so you can actually make a decision because some of the times what stops you is you don't do all these other things and you say, that's a great idea. And then since you don't do anything else, that's what stops you. Yeah. Because you don't have any other data to go on. You have anything else to think about. So um, talk about making the decision. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it's, it's as complicated and as simple as you just said. Once you have done your, your, kind, of, your kind of little mini due diligence on mm-hmm. your main idea, and then you've taken a couple of more that you're, you're doing your comparative analysis with, one of those is going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. One of those you've decided is either going to make you happier or more successful or some combination of both. Whatever the one of those three are, it's time you just have to make the decision because like Mark said, if you don't do anything, you're going you're gonna to miss an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think everyone's done that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Tons of times. Um, and chances are this, that this uh, business that you finally started this t-shirt business or whatever it might be you started, um, finally happened because you, um, because you avoided some other things, you know? So hopefully you, you did some of these things already to get where you are today. Yeah. Um, so, uh, then I like that one of the notes you put in here is that because, because you've thought this through, the decision is now a sound decision. Right. Right. So because you've gone through and take stepped and you compared alternatives and you've kind of set what the goals could be and what expectations could be, um, you can actually make the decision now with confidence because this is now a sound decision with, yeah. you can make a decision with less anxiety. Um, and, and you're actually, del- and you, another thing you wrote, this is all credit to you here today. <laughs> you're just delaying your success if you don't pull the trigger. Yeah. We run into that all the time. You've actually, cause you've gone through all of these exercises and you've actually, you've compared it to other ideas and now you see that the success is out there for you to get, and then you don't pull the trigger. So all you're doing is delaying that you're not allowing yourself to do it because it, at this point in time, it should be a sound decision. Yeah. Here, here's, here's what I like about, um, here's a good measure that you'll, you'll know you're ready to pull the trigger mm-hmm. is if someone asks you, why are you doing that? you have good reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, well, yeah. why, are you, um, why are you investing in the $55,000 UV printer to make Coroplast signs? Sounds like a crap load of money you're flushing down the toilet. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Well, here's what I did. Here's what I need to do. I've got, you know, I've got these sales lined up. I know it's going to be $20, $25 profit per sign. All I have to do this, I'm going to be cash flowing. And in three years, I project that I'm going to be right here. And I compare yeah. that to these two different opportunities. This is the one that won. Yeah. And, and I've got a couple other. And then in addition to all that stuff, you know, I've feature planned some other ideas that, that this one decision is going to lead me to later on. Yeah. Because what I could do is I'm considering getting into personalization of sports equipment, like golf balls and baseball bats and things of that nature. I, I like them as big sports fan. And I think that I would like to do that. This is going to be one to help me make that decision later on because it's going to give me opportunity, you know? So you get like that. It becomes like multi-stage on it. And I like that. Yeah. I like Um, that a lot. So, so after you've done that, and again, like it's key, uh, I really like the idea that you can explain your decision to somebody, especially if, um, if you, um, I'm going to call it say a husband and wife team. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and if one of you has a great idea and it's both of your business or your, your spouse might be dragging their heels a little bit and whether or not they think you should get involved, then at least after you go through this, you'll have reasons. Imagine explaining it to your parents or to your spouse yeah. or somebody that's skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, once you can do that, even in your head, then you'll be ready to pull the trigger and move on to um, step five, which is uh, planning your implementation. Okay. So, um, this in planning your implementation, it's, um, it's kind of simple and and interesting in a way, but it's because it's so simple. You just have to actually have steps to hit each little goal that you've created. Yeah. And And it's like, it's almost without saying that that goes without saying, right. But you actually have to say that because you actually have to create these steps and they should be, um, noted that they're specific. Yeah. So, so, and this is that, you know, like in the title of the podcast, this is that um, starting with your success and working backwards. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's that your the original one of the goals that you developed was to increase your revenues by 50% with the purchase mm-hmm. of this digital heat effects or UV printer for your business. And your, you know, when you were doing your initial analysis, you, you thought you could do that within the first year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Write down that number. What, what is that number? And then work backwards. How many pieces do I have to sell at what kind of a margin? And then what do I have to do to sell those, to sell that many? Mm-hmm. You know, how many people do I have to talk to or ads? And that's kind of the steps that we're talking about is you have, even if it's the 90 day goal of just cash flowing, you know, you still got to work backwards and say, okay, how am I going to do that specifically? Not, I'm just going to call all my customers or I'm going to yeah. send an email. It's, you know, you've got to, you've got to take each step one at a time. Yeah. And, and I think that um, when we're, when we're talking about, um, impl- implementing that type of things in that working backwards idea. That's, that's a great time where you can just, you know, take out a piece of paper or something like that and start writing and guessing some things um, and uh, making some assumptions and that it, cause it helps to put you in the right direction. So when you mentioned there, you know, my goal is going to be, I need to cash flow a thousand dollars or income a thousand dollars a month so I can cash flow. Yeah. Right. That's like goal one. Right. right. That means I need to sell um, 60 signs or whatever, whatever it's going to be. You know, yep. those UV numbers better than me, but let's just say yeah. it's 60. I don't know. <laughs> um, it, I need to sell 60 signs. Okay. Well, from what I'm thinking out there when I'm looking at businesses, because I've done a little bit of research, I'm seeing that these businesses out there generally have two or three or, or four signs. Okay. So now I do. So it's about 20 businesses I need to sell to. All right, so now I'm going backwards. Okay, I need to sell the 20 businesses in 90 days that, um, to be able to get that. That means that I need to sell seven businesses a month. Yep. And okay, if I'm gonna, which means as far as sales calls gonna go, if I think I'm gonna be able to close, you know, uh, one out of every 20 people, 20 times seven, you know, things like that. So you can yep. work all the way backwards like that. And then you could say, okay, well, here it is. I need to reach this many people. I need to try to sell to this many people. Um, here's how I can reach those people through email or through local advertising or online ads, um, whatever it might be. Uh, and then you also have other goals that are in the future, right? I'd like to triple that number in the next uh, over six months. Well, part of that plan might be search engine optimization type of things. So now you're writing yeah. articles. You know, those articles are not part of the first 90 day goal. Cause that doesn't happen that quick. Right. That's part of the six month or the one year goal. Right. But you might still want to write them in that first 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. uh, so it's like thinking of that whole thing in the long run it, uh, in the long and short is important. And, uh, and that's why I think you kind of like that working backwards concept is yeah. you, I want to get that right. Half of it I think is going to be from SEO. All right. Well, that means I need to start doing that now because you don't want to wait till the end you don't want to wait till you get that 90 days and then start, Oh, now I need to work on my SEO stuff. Yeah. I should have done some of that earlier. Yeah. I, I like that. I like the, you know, you've got eight things down here and it's, you have to take specific steps and there should be specific markers to the, to take you to the next one. Um, but I really like the develop a basic marketing plan. And um, by the way, all this is significantly easier if you've um, listened to and followed our know your numbers podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're an existing business and you don't know 
what your profits are and what your stuff costs you and what you should sell it for and what your advertising costs and all that stuff. Go listen to that podcast and do all those things. And all of this will just be a natural extension of that. Yeah. Okay. But you know, for example, I would do when, when I say, uh, develop a basic marketing plan in the custom t-shirt course on custom apparel startups.com. One of the things that we've done is, um, is provided like a simple, simple marketing plan template. And I may be able to, to put it down here. It's just a PDF. It's from a book on a simple marketing plan, okay. a one-page marketing plan. Yeah, I know you're talking about now. Yeah. yeah so, and, and I would just, I would use that. Even if it's only a new product and not your whole business, it will give you a lot of these steps and help you work this stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. and, uh, and this, is, this is true of any type of big decision. Right. Because we've used a couple specific examples like that. But one another example might be you really want to get into online, just get it, just get into online marketing. Right. Yeah. Um, So we could kind of just diving into this as a quick example. So you want to get into online marketing. Well, why? That's not really what you want to do. You didn't grow up wanting to do that. You want to do that because you were trying to double your sales. And one yeah. of the ways you could do it is through digital marketing. So um, how, how do you find out you're doing it through digital marketing? And, and well, one of the ways is you consistently can run ads and replicate good ads that are relevant for the time they continue, right? Because digitally, you don't just make one ad and it lasts forever. It's, it, it changes over time. Yep. So, um, well, how do I know what a good ad is? You know, yeah. but, well, just because I've, I'm testing ads, you know, so, well, how do I, you know, before I test ads, I have to actually launch some ads before I launch ads, I have to write things. I have to have a written content and I have to have a place for the ad to go, whether yeah. it's a phone call or, 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 or click or whatever, an article to go to. Um, and so these are all steps. So the, the, then now that I've gone through that, you know, first I would develop a, a digital marketing plan of what I want to do, the goals. Yep. Um, then I would set up my website and my accounts and all that information. Then I would write my articles or my, or my ads or my emails, all that stuff. I would write that stuff out, figure out what artwork I'm going to include, publish some track results, test them out. Yep. And then, then, and then now you have some that are successful and then you can replicate them. So, so this is, and, and that's perfectly true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, literally, so this is why we're doing this now before we make the big move, because you may get to like your goals and everything like that. And you get down to planning your implementation after you make that decision. And this may be a sticker for you. You Mm -hmm. may not, you you may think it's all reasonable, but you know, you may decide that um, I, I don't know how I'm going to get that message out that will get me to these numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know. It may be just another, another level of research. You may decide that you want to go online and that you want to do digital advertising and that this is how you want to do it, but you don't want to do any of those things yourself. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. your plan is to, um, okay, find out how much it is to hire somebody to do those things for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So, so it may be that, yeah, my dream is to have an online store that I never touch have somebody that does great ads for me, you know, that I want to accomplish all these things. And it may be that now your cash flow number moves because you're paying somebody 500 bucks a month, mm-hmm. you know, or $1,500 a month to do all this marketing for your business. But that changes your, your uh, goals and your ROI in the following ways. Yeah. So that's why yeah, like each one of these steps can change everything else. Yeah. 
Yeah, right? and and it and that's what's great about it is is doing things like this, um, like you like in the last step, you know, it makes for a sound decision, you yeah. know, and and it, and it makes for a really good plan, and it, it, you're most likely to succeed. Um, and talking about you know health and fitness before, um, one of my friends is really into it. You know, and and he writes stuff and and different things like that and does videos. Um, and well, one of the things he talks about is like you're not going to get anywhere with any of this stuff statistically if you're not making some like real decisions on what you're going to do. Because he said this is what happens. He's like all the time. He's like somebody says I want to lose some weight. I want to get in better health. I'm going to go to yoga three times a week, and that's what I'm going to do. Well, why 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 did you choose yoga? Why did you choose three times a week? Just because that was a decision you made. He said, what's your, what, what is the long-term goal with your body and with your weight? What's your, you know, are you, are you the type of person that's normally very skinny, but you're just kind of what he says, like you have skinny fat, you know, you're out of shape, but you're, but you look skinny. Or are you the type of person that gains weight? If you look at a muffin, you know, and he said, these are two different, completely different goals that I would tell for people. So um, all of this reminds me a lot of that type of conversation. Because yeah. he would say it's not, no, you don't just get up and get on a treadmill. You right. don't just get up and just say, and just go buy a t-shirt printer and just boom, you know, profit. Right. You do a lot of these things and they will more than likely make you successful. Um, it doesn't mean that somebody doesn't just buy a t-shirt printer and then make money. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, we know that's what, true. We know that's true. And that's true of you could, you can just say, I'm just going to start doing ads. I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to go through a whole thing. I'm going to put some up, see what sticks. And that does work for, for a smaller percentage of people than the people who do this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. So if it, if it works for, if that, all of that other, all those examples from the fitness to the ads to buying a printer, if all of that works um, well, for 20% of people, I'm just making up numbers here. The people who do this, it's going to work well for 40% of those people or 60% of those people. Yeah. I agree. Double, triple, quadruple numbers. And and that's like, that's why this whole process works together. Each step works together Mm -hmm. because when you get to your implementation stage, you know, that may include not just all of these things that I'm looking at here is, you know, um, how are you going to advertise it? How are you going to market it? It's also, um, how are you going to deliver it? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's say that you decide to, um, you know, get into the huge sign business and you buy a large format printer, but you don't consider what it's going to cost to ship these signs all over the country. And you don't know how to do that. Yeah. You know, um, you, uh, you are going to add, you're going to do the retail space, uh, but you, um, you forgot to allow for the electricity bill. You didn't, you didn't think about what happens if they raise the rent, mm-hmm. you know, for, for an online store, what are the, what, what, who's going to take the photos of the products to put them on the website? You know, the, these implementation steps, I mean, some of them you're, you're not going to know in advance. I don't, I don't expect that you'll pick the color of the pens you're going to buy for your office in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. But you know, you should, you should have these broad strokes. There shouldn't be any big surprises. You know, once you implement your your, your plan here, once you create your implementation plan, it says, okay, here's where I want to get to. The first thing, if it's a piece of equipment, the first thing I'm going to do is make sure that my website is set up and that I want to sell online, that I've got all that going and that by the time the printer gets here, I have time to go through training, 
I can take product photos and I can put them on the website and then I can start my advertising. Yes. If you have none of the, none of that plan done and nothing set up for implementation, then everything is a surprise. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize I had to create the graphics myself. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we've heard that. Um, but when everything is a surprise, then it becomes really overwhelming. It makes you more likely to want to quit, um, more likely to find excuses to give up, um, and more stress, you know, all of those things. So, um, so when you're doing all of this stuff, it's, you're, you're always going to have surprises and there are decisions that you don't have to make right away. You can make that decision in six months, but, uh, it's a, it's a lot more comfortable and it, I think all of it makes you a lot more confident Man, and confidence you, is the key to success. You know what it, you know what it does is it, it takes the, um, it makes the decisions less emotional. The farther you go into the oh, process, yeah. mm-hmm. the farther you would get away from, I've always wanted to, um, do embroidered name tags for uniforms. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you know what I mean? You, you, you're avoiding the, you're tempering the excitement with a plan. So you still maintain it, but by the time you get through the implementation plan, then you are, you're already experiencing the realism of being in your own business or of adding this people equipment or of starting this particular project. You know, it's not a, it's not a, this would be cool Mm -hmm. decision. Yeah. It's not buying the Corvette because it's cool and then realizing the insurance is a bajillion dollars a month. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it's, you know, it's going to get rid of your vet. Now, once you've, once you've got that implementation plan in place, and even if it's stuff on a, on a legal pad, right. Then, um, then you're still, you're still not finished mm-hmm. because uh, just like buying a car or um, doing anything, you're picking an exercise routine. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to check, you have to check periodically to make, make sure it's working the way it should. Yes. And, and that you're sticking to the plan that you said you would. And we, um, we talked about this before and the, and the classic kind of example is the, uh, is having a compass is really important if you are trekking through the woods because, and you should check it frequently even if you're on a path, even if you're on a trail, because there are forks to that trail that you might not realize are, are decisions because you're not, pay, you're not necessarily paying attention to your compass. It feels like, Oh, I go this way or this way, but they're both forward. Right. Right. And that's where I want to go to get to the end. Um, or if you would have checked your compass, you would realize that the one going this way is a little bit closer towards North. Right. And that one's, you know, or whatever it might be. So yep. you frequently check this stuff because if you don't, then you can end up so far away from your goal headed towards a different goal that you, you either can't turn back or now turning back becomes um, a headache yeah. and stress. And, and, then, and then again, you know, the, those are reasons why people give up and fail. Yeah. So, so it's really, you know, is it working is your plan and is the equipment or the decision or the sales process or the website, is it working the way, the way it should? And by that, I mean, is it working according to all of the numbers and all the ideas and plans that you had in place? Yeah. And if it's not, if it's not, then that now, because you're checking frequently and regularly, 
whatever that means, yeah. um, then you can make and move things around. So you right. may find that the goals that you set were too low. Yeah. Right. That's one direction. That's, you know, that means these goals are way too low because it's too easy. If you stick with that, fine. You could just call yourself successful. Yeah. You know, and, and be in the end, but, but you're missing out on a lot more because you should be pushing a little harder or higher. Yeah, move, um, the goal post. move the goalpost and, or on the other side, you know, of course the opposite way too, right? I'm not even getting close to my goals. Are they too big? Why are they too big? You yeah. know, or maybe I'm just not doing something right. Yeah. I mean, so, let's, let's take a look at that 90 day cash flow scenario, which is yeah. pretty reasonable for whatever piece of technology that you're adding to your business, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are not reaching your goal of cash flow in 90 days with your, you know, $50,000 UV printer, then um, first of all, it's not an emotional situation because you did math. Yeah. It was a process mm-hmm. to get here. You know, it's not like, oh, I thought this was going to be awesome and it sucks. Yeah. No, I thought these were going to be the numbers. And I can see like in the second month, I didn't, I didn't reach those seven businesses that Mark mm-hmm. Vila did the math for that yeah. I had to this month. Um, okay. Um, what can I do to change that? Yeah. You know, do I need to, maybe I need to spend a little bit more in advertising right now. Do I need to send out extra emails? Do I need to talk to more customers? Maybe, maybe, maybe it took you talking to 20 customers a sale instead of 10, mm-hmm. you know? So, so, you know, you're, you're checking these numbers so you don't wake up and, and say, you know, what? I started this freaking website six months ago and I'm still losing money. I have no idea why. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you know, some reasons why, and yeah. then, and then it's also okay to move those things. So you were going to plan on cash flow in 90 days and you start looking at it and you say, I'm really objectively looking at everything. And you know what, for what I'm doing in the niche I'm working in and where I'm trying to go, 90 days was a little too quick. If I move it to 120, it's yeah. a new goal. I real that is achievable. You know, and I'm still maintaining all the other things because maybe it may be the time that maybe you're putting in 40 hours a week and that's what you want to do. Yeah. You could put in 80. Right. But you, maybe you don't want to for whatever reason that might be, you know? Um, so, so I, it just lets you, and it, and I think everything about it's about you're making sound decisions, you know, which is one of the best things you wrote in here. Every, all those decisions are sound. So you say, I'm just, I, I think if you say, well, I'm moving it from 90 days to 120. Why? Here's all the reasons. Yeah. And, and I like that because what it shows is, is that, um, um, you didn't fail. Yeah. Right. You haven't failed. You may have gotten some of the assumptions wrong. Yeah. Or you may have been naive in thinking that, um, when you called the democratic party of Philadelphia, that they would buy signs from you a hundred percent. You know, or, you know, there may be a lot of, um, a lot of assumptions that you're making on the road that just, just weren't right. Mark and I do it all the time. Yeah. I was going to launch a Facebook campaign for Coleman and company will bring in a new product that doesn't work. Yeah. Not not that doesn't work work. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you think you would do better than you did. Yeah. Um, and the thing about it is, is, um, is you're going to 100% have to move and change things around. Always, you know, like things, things never go exactly to the plan. Mm -hmm. Um, But, 
you have a plan. So you feel confident about it. You've, you're making good decisions all the time. And some of those decisions are, I won't even say some of them were bad. Some of them just didn't go as planned. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but, but it was still a good decision because you did a lot of things to choose that. And I think that that's, that's one of the things that people will knock themselves and say, I, I really made a bad decision doing that. And I say, well, what, how'd you make the decision? I just thought it'd be cool. Okay. Maybe, yeah. maybe that was bad, you know, so, but so, I thought it was cool. And this and this and that. Right. Yeah. And, and we're not immune to that. Even, you know, cold Essie, of course, um, yeah. not every product launch that we do is super successful. So, you know, let's say that we, you know, we think that our customers are going to be interested in this next piece of technology, because mm -hmm. if you're already doing t-shirt printing embroidery, this might be the next step, you know, so um, let's bring this on and we'll show it to some people and see if they like it. And then we'll set a price and, and see how that, and you know, we'll, mm -hmm. we have goals set of how much money yeah. we want to make and how much we want to sell. And sometimes we do that and we were wrong. Yeah. Or, you or know, sometimes, you may, yeah, you get the market wrong too. You may, you, you may know. find that um, none of your customers actually buy those Coroplast signs from you. Yeah, well, and yeah, the trick, here's the tricky part too, is, is you might ask people, would you be interested in buying these um, arm warmers you know, or some, yeah. some product? And people say, yeah, I would buy that. Right. And then, um, but yeah. when it actually comes to buying it, they don't do it. And that's yeah. like a really interesting thing, you know, that, that happens with people too, is people will, are interested in doing things or they like the idea of doing things, but they don't actually want to do them. Yeah. So you might even have done a lot of research and talked to a lot of customers and things like that. And you find out it's different, but um, a lot, you said it, that it's not failing. I, I, I don't think it's a bad decision. I don't think it's failing when you're doing all of this type of stuff, because yeah. all it is, is just another part of the path. You know, I, I love to see in the CAS group and, and in some other places that I frequent for marketing, I love to see people say, you know, things like, hey, I've got, you know, this is my product. This is my website. I sell this kind of apparel. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not selling as much as this happened the other day. Um, you know, I've got traffic to the site. I'm, I'm just not selling as many as I thought I would. Mm -hmm. You know, would you guys take a look and let me know if you have any suggestions or you can help me figure out why. So what I like about that is it's very objective. Yeah. You know, it's not like, ah, oh, I put my heart and my soul into creating these amazing custom designs that I thought everybody would love. And now I'm failing because nobody does. Yeah. It's here's this, here's this, like I went through this process and everybody loved these shirts and I put them online. You know, what, what is it? And people came back with some great changes that you can make, which is kind of this check as you go through the implementation. Yeah. This person saw that those garments weren't selling, um, even though they thought they were doing anything right. So they went to a third party and say, okay, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. And, and there's a lot, so many things, right, that you could do wrong. That It could be the, the, the page layout. On the page that you sell yeah. your product, the buy button was too small. Yeah. People couldn't find it. They thought it was out of stock. You know, it was too, they had to scroll too far to get to it on mobile. So you're looking at it on desktop the whole time and they start scrolling and they're like, oh, this is an article about a t-shirt and then they bail out. Um, or maybe this, the checkout process wasn't easy enough. Or when you went to yeah. go check out the page loaded all weird and someone on the mobile yeah. and they're like, I'm not going to put my credit card into that. Or, or it has, or it has nothing to do with the website and it's just the Facebook ads that you did got, got to the wrong audience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they were people that just aren't really interested in what you want. You're selling. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or they like, they're the type of people who like looking at what you're selling, but not the type of people who like buying. Buying. So, yeah, so all, all those things yeah. are, all, yeah. all those things are out there. You know, I mean, it, it's going through the process, you know, to kind of sum things up a little bit, right. Is going through this process should help you make a good decision and, but still like give you the permission to, to be wrong and to change things as time goes by. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's great then, Mark. I think we've we've gone through how um, you and I make big decisions and how not just you, but a lot of other people, you know, make big decisions out there and how a lot of successful companies make big decisions. And these are um, all of this stuff. Uh, if how, how much time, if you had an idea to say, you know, you wanted to go ahead and, um, and just start doing digital marketing for t-shirts right? For your t-shirt store. How, how long do you think, how much time would you spend doing this? You mean, um, going through this process? Yeah. Going through this process till you feel not, not the ongoing part because yeah, it's yeah, obviously yeah. forever, but up to the part, portion where you push the button. Um, I, I don't know. It depends on, it depends on, depends on a lot of factors, like how comfortable you are in this arena anyway. Okay. So okay. what I would do is, is I would go through it until you feel comfortable with what's happening. Okay. So that's good. So this, so, so maybe I'm, so maybe another way to answer that would be if it's, um, if it's making an ad about selling t-shirts to, um, online and you've never done online ads and you've never sold t-shirts and you've never worked within this niche, you've got this, this might be days. Yeah. A week, weeks. You know, uh, um, if you know all, all about t-shirt advertising and you know, and you're just trying to say, Hey, you know what? I wonder if I should start doing fishing shirts too. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, you, and you know about fishing. Yeah. Then you, you know you about might, shirts, you know about shirts, you know about online ads. Now you're just trying to add another one. This could be something you could go through this exercise in, in a morning. Yeah. You know, over breakfast yeah. with your business partner. Yeah. So, um, okay, cool. Well, I think that's a wrap then. Yep. We'll, we'll, put, um, we'll put um, <laughs> a couple links to the, uh, the one or two podcasts that we mentioned maybe in the description Okay. Uh, for the Know Your Numbers because I think that's really important. And if I can dig up that simple plan marketing book, I'll, uh, I'll make sure that that's in there yeah. too because it, it is a good one. Well, yeah. I, I have a, a piece of homework then. Okay. That's a, a, I think is a cool thing to do is if you have a floating idea in your business, that has existed on and off for a period of time. Um, just start taking a little bit of time this week to look at some of these things with that idea. Yeah. Take that idea through the exercise a little bit and, um, and see if, and see if the decision that you've made to not do it up until today was a sound decision. And if it wasn't, then you can make a move. Yeah. I like that. And you probably didn't decide not to do it. You probably just, you probably just stopped. Didn't do it. <laughs> you just, we just woke <laughs> yeah, up like and did something else that day and then never started again. Um, speaking of which I should go finish those cabinets in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> At that, I will say this has been Mark Stevenson from cold Essie. Uh, this is Mark Vila. And you guys have a, uh, have a great well-planned business. 